He is the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru, as heard many times on the Ira Kaufman podcast. The great Sean Sullivan is here now with his new podcast, Best in Class, presented by Bill Curry Ford. You love diving into all things NFL draft, but what about after the draft? That's what this weekly podcast is about, and a little bit of Buccaneers talk too. Keeping up with the rookies and second-year guys around the NFL, how they are playing, how they're being used, and much more. Here he is, Sean Sullivan. Hi, this is Sean Sullivan with Best in Class coming to you from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa, home of the lifetime warranty on new and used vehicles. I am so happy to be here. I have a bunch of stuff that I want to go over with you guys. I have some uh, personal ranting that I need to do. But what a great week. Bucks are 10-3. and three. First, um, let's talk some some Bill Curry Ford uh, events that are going on. Um, Grace is looking at me. I forgot. So basically, we have a wonderful Christmas party going on on the 24th. We're open till 2 p.m. We're going to have food trucks here, games for the kids. Um, and we're going to celebrate a, a wonderful year, a safe year that we're very proud of. Toys for Tots um, just concluded, but I'm sure Grace is working on something else. Please visit us at BillCurryFord.com. See all of our new specials. Your car is never going to be worth more than it's worth right now. You're about to change a year, so your 18 is now going to be another year older. So please come down and uh, let us buy your car, buy a car from us, visit our body shop, our service department, our parts department, or just come by and talk football with me. I would love that. Please visit us at Bill Curry Tampa. Did I get that right? At Bill Curry Tampa. Instagram, Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, What else, Grace? Yep, uh, Twitter. Twitter. Do all those things. Follow the podcast, please. Leave reviews on the podcast. It's growing. It's growing big. I'm very excited. I'm very thankful for for everyone uh, putting it together who are listening. The uh, best-selling vehicle in the United States for commercial vehicles, it's called the Ford Transit. And I hope that you are familiar with it. It comes in uh, cargo vans, medium top roofs, high top roofs, and it's also passenger vans. So number one selling vehicle, Ford Transit. Comes in a 12-passenger and a 15-passenger van with dual sliders. Has a lot of equipment. Now, you're probably wondering why I'm bringing this up. One, I have transits. You guys can come down and buy transits. Second, they make wonderful transportation vehicles. So I have a plan. So all the Buffalo Bills fans that came to Tampa Stadium on Sunday, you're going to get a free trip back to Buffalo, New York. So can't wait. Every three hours, you can visit Bill Curry Ford. I will have a 15-passenger, best-selling vehicle in America, in cargo vans and passenger vans, transit, waiting for you to board, and I will personally take you back for free. I can't wait to get you out of my town, get out of my city. I will run every three hours for you guys. And don't worry, you don't need a ticket. Your mullet and terrible facial hair will get you on board the transit. And that goes for the men and the women. So feel free. Come by Bill Curry Ford. I will run you personally back to to Buffalo, New York, as well as Grace will drive you. I'll have other drivers. Please don't hesitate to to come in. I will be happy to take you. Don't visit my city again. You are all awful. I had to put up with the NFC South. I had to put up with Packers fans. I've had to put up with Vikings fans. I had to put up with Bears fans. Uh, Even the Lions traveled well uh, to, to the old Sombrero. We always had 50 or 60 or 70% of the opposing fans in there until St. Dungy came and fixed it. He fixed it. Then we changed the vision. I don't want to see any other fans in our stadiums. If it's, if it's small little pockets, that's fine. But what I saw out there was disgusting. It did not represent our team well and our city well. And it 
really makes me mad and I want to curse and I'm not going to curse on this podcast. I'm going to tell you right now, I will personally bust all you people back right now. Mullets and all, you guys can go back. And for those of you who are staying, who are, who think you're going to put your Buffalo jersey in, in, the, in there and pull out your Bucks jersey for next week so you can get into your season tickets because you're a secret Buffalo Bills fan, you know what? You suck. I don't like you. Get out of our city. Please go back. Nobody leaves Tampa to move to Buffalo. Everybody leaves Buffalo to move to Tampa. You want to know why? Because this is paradise. Put on your Bucks jersey and be loyal to the town that you live in. By the way, that doesn't charge you a state income tax but and has a, a beach and magic. It has Disney. We have rays. We have lightning. We have everything in the entire world that you could ever want in a place. You don't even need a vacation. You know what? Every day is a vacation. Every day is a blue sky. Okay? Buffalo fans, get out. I don't think anybody likes you. Throw away the Bills jerseys if you're going to buy season tickets for the Bucks. Wear a Tampa jersey to the stadium. Support your Buccaneers. This team has earned your respect at 10-3. and three. This is a good team. It's earned it. Okay? So here's the thing. I would rather take Sean Payton to meat market for dinner, and I mean a romantic dinner, than have to ever talk to one of you bandwagon fans. I didn't like you in 1976. I didn't like you in 86, and I sure as hell don't like you in 2021. No bandwagon fans. On to the game. Uh, Bucks won 33-27. Uh, awesome game. Stunning game. No negativity. I don't want to hear one word about it. We took the best shot from a playoff team that was a Super Bowl contender all year. This team has a ton of talent. And just because I don't like Buffalo fans, um, and, and it's I still, Saints, don't worry, I still hate you more. But let me just tell you something. I love the Bills team. I thought their coaching staff did a great job. I thought Josh Allen plays with amazing heart. Puts that team on his on his back. I, I absolutely love the effort. Don't like Ed Oliver. He's a dirty player. Throw him out of the league. Anyway, the rest of that team is awesome. Uh, I, I really like their effort. But guess what? We're a better team, guys. We are better. Tom Brady, 31-46, 363, two TDs. On the ground, uh, ran the ball seven times, 16 yards. Had another TD. Had a 700th TD and an amazing overtime pass. By the way, which he waited for that to come open. There's only a few players in the world uh, that would have waited on that play. He would have taken something underneath that was wide open. He waited for that route to come. He put the ball in the right place. Yes, did he miss some throws in the second half? Of course he did. I mean, he is human, right? Brady's not a robot. Well, maybe he is. But, but he missed a couple of throws. I don't care. This was the game. He, he made sure that we won this game. I loved the throws. I loved everything. I loved playoff Lenny. 19 carries, 113 yards, a TD. I don't care about any of the other stuff. Our wide receivers came up big. Uh, our defensive players made plays. It was nice to have uh, in that first half, we had our entire uh, defensive backfield back together except for Whitehead. It really showed. Second half adjustments were made. Uh, Jamal Dean left. Cockrell came in. And what did the Bills do? They did what they were supposed to do. They targeted a backup player, and they were able to continue to move the ball with Cole Beasley. It happens, guys, right? It, it doesn't change anything, right? Jamal and Gene is not the MVP of this team, right? We, I mean, they made better adjustments than we did in, se in the second half, and they executed better, which is fine. But guess who won the game? We did, right? When the game was on the line, Captain Ice made it. Brady went out there, no expression on his face, waited on a play to open, hits Perryman, who, by the way, only had one catch in the game, which was a big catch, 56 yards and a TD, was fantastic. 
As far as rookies are concerned, I haven't talked about Grant Stewart the whole year. He was a linebacker that we drafted in the seventh round out of Houston, 259th pick, Mr. Irrelevant. Everybody knows that. He had three special tackles. He had three special teams tackles. I just want to point out that he's a very good special teams player, and I'm very proud of the effort. If you guys watch that game back, he really, really does a great job on special teams. So I'm very proud of him, and I hope that he continues to, to grow in that position. And I hope he has a long career uh, in special teams. And if he gets on the field as a, as a linebacker, uh, good for him. Uh, so congratulations to our Bucks who moved into second place uh, in the NFC for home field advantage. We are now 6-0 and at home, which is what we should be. It is not the Den of Depression. This is a place where you come, you will get beat. These guys are ready to play. I love you guys. Thank you, Bucks. Thank you, Jason Light, uh, for the Perryman pickup. Um, you know, is a... We don't talk about Jason Light a lot because we're celebrating his roster and his players. We focus on the players, but Jason Light's done an amazing job putting this team together. And boy, does he have his work cut out. When we win the Super Bowl this year, he has his work cut out in the offseason. We got a lot of big free agents coming up, so I hope he's working on that. I'll be working on helping him with the draft. On to the next game, uh, Bears and the Packers. This would have been nice if the Bears had helped us a little bit with the Packers, but the Packers won 45-13. The Bears kept this game close with some special uh, – they had a special teams TD with Jakeem Grant. He also had a nice touchdown reception from Justin Fields. Justin Fields, first-round draft pick um, out of Ohio State uh, of the Bears, went 18 of 33, 224 yards and two TDs. I know he had a pick six, but I really felt like this was a, a game that shows Bears fans that, that they have a, a future player and a future starting quarterback in, in Justin, and I – uh, I'm just glad they found their quarterback. I know what it's like to be a fan and, and, and not know what we're doing at the quarterback position. So I, I feel like uh, that he's gotten better and better and better, even though I think the offense is absolutely not designed for him and terrible. I think he does what he, I think he, he, he improvised a lot in this game. And I think he did a good job. Aaron Rodgers, you know, was just too much for the, for the Bears, 29-37, 341 and four TDs. And, you know, Aaron, you know, he's playing up this toe like it's a big deal because he's pushing for MVP. You don't need to make up the story about you having, oh, my toe's getting worse. Oh, it's getting worse. I just threw four TDs against the Bears. But, oh, it's my toe. But we all know what you're doing. You're not getting my sympathy. You're not getting my vote. Um, go pound San Aaron Rodgers. And, by the way, I know right now NFL Network has the power ranking with the Packers number one and the, and the Bucks number two. Yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. I remember last year's game. Um, when the guy pouted uh, every, every time he walked to the bench as the Bucks won that game in Lambeau. This time it'll be in Tampa. I, I really, truly feel like we're going to be able to get the first seed. Uh, we're going to go 14-3, and three, so can't wait for that game. Next game, Rams and the Cardinals. Rams won 30-23. This was a game the Bucks really needed the Arizona to lose, and they did. Kyle Murray threw two picks, uh, had his worst game of the season. There's really no rookies to talk about in this game. The Rams um, threw the ball extremely well. Stafford, 23 of 30 for 287. He had three TDs. It really exposed um, the Cardinals' defensive backfield that you can get plays on these guys. Actually, a terrific game to watch. Matthew Stafford, I think, had his best overall game as a quarterback for the Rams. He really spread the ball out to so many different – I think he had seven different receivers, three different receivers with touchdowns. They ran the ball with Sonny Michelle. So that was a really interesting game. I think it exposed Arizona, and I think that um, I need them to lose a couple more games, obviously, and I need the Packers to lose. But our Bucks are going to keep climbing that ladder. Next game, Seattle and the Texans. Seattle won the game 33-13. to What is there to say? Uh, 
Rashard Penny, um, you know, had a great game. He rushed for 137 yards and two TDs. Uh, the Texans can't stop the run. Russell Wilson had a two TD game. Um, obviously, he's feeling better. Um, hope Seattle loses every game, but uh, that is the way it is. Uh, Texans, um, I want to go over a couple of rookies. Uh, Davis Mills, the third-round pick out of Stanford, uh, quarterback, had his best game as a pro, 35 of 49, 337, and a TD. I thought that he played extremely well. He made some really terrific throws. Nico Collins, the Michigan wide receiver they drafted in the third round, had five catches, 69 yards. You I know, mean, these are the two guys that really, in their entire draft last year, this is what they got. You know, I, I heard a bunch of chatter o o over the last few days about um, the Houston Texans not drafting a quarterback next year or in this upcoming draft and, and letting Davis Mills take over next year and see what he can do, see that. Uh, I think that he had a very good game against Seattle. A lot of this stuff was garbage plays. But um, I think Houston's going to end up drafting a quarterback. But that's, that's for draft talk, so we can do that later. Lions and the Broncos. The Broncos won 38-10. to 10. Uh, the Broncos defense just feasted on the Lions. Um, they, they really didn't have much. The Broncos defense is legit. It's, it's, it's a terrific defense, even though they traded Von Miller to the Rams. The, this defense is terrific. A couple of things for the Lions. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, the fourth-round draft pick at a USC, eight catches, 73 yards. He's turned into the playmaker, uh, the only playmaker, really, on the Lions. Um, as you know, they, you know, they've gotten hurt in several positions. Panay Sewell, uh, the Oregon uh, first-round tackle, you know, he's playing decent. I wouldn't say he's spectacular. He's not Tristan Wirfs right now, but, but he seems to be getting better. The Broncos, you know, they had a terrific draft, and in the offseason I'm going to go over each draft class with each team, and we're going to talk about whether they're good classes or bad classes now that we have a full year behind them. But Javante Williams running back in North Carolina, their second-round pick, he's a stud, he's a star, he's a pro bowler, 15 carries, 73 yards, had a TD on the ground, had a TD in the air. Patrick Sertain the second, the first-round draft pick at Alabama, He's having a terrific season. He's got 35 solo tackles and four interceptions on the season. That's just really solid for a first-year corner. doesn't matter where you draft him. Cornerback is probably the hardest position in the NFL to play your first year, and he's excelling. So congratulations to him and his football family. Again, the Broncos went 38-10. The Lions were just a little punchless in this game. They were down, I mean, they were down to their four-string running back and – they, they, they just don't have a lot of talent to not have all their starters on the field. Next game, Chargers and the Giants. Chargers 137 against the Giants 21. Mike Lennon's terrible. That's the only note I put down there. The game was awesome to watch because, obviously, Justin Herbert's my boy. First-round draft pick out of Oregon, 23 out of 31, 275 and three TDs. He threw a 61-yard pass in the air on a rope. If you guys haven't seen it, please Google this play. It's, it, it was on his back foot. It was an amazing play. It fired up everybody. I mean, it was like they won the Super Bowl. If you actually – I mean, I, you know that there were coaches in the Giants that were going, wow, our quarterback can't do that. I mean, not Mike Glennon for sure, but Daniel Jones either. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what they're going to do with Saquon Barkley, but they got a lot of decisions to make. The Chargers' first-round draft pick, Rashawn Slater, just a solid guy at a Northwestern, uh, is playing tackle. Um, he's really solidified the line for them. The Giants really got no pressure at all on Justin Herbert. And when, he, when, when Justin doesn't throw interceptions and he doesn't have pressure, it's, he's an unbelievable. He now leads the NFL for his rookie year and this year. This is, his, this is his second year. He has the most touchdowns in NFL history for your first two years, which is uh, congratulations to Justin Herbert. Bengals and the 49ers. 49ers won this game 26-23. to 23. This was a great game. It's an overtime game, just like the Bucs game. 
Uh, Garoppolo had a 12-yard touchdown to Brandon Ayuk in the overtime period, which won. 49ers really don't have any rookies to talk about. Cincinnati's the real deal. Um, unfortunately, they gave this game away in the end. It shouldn't have gone to overtime. Joe Burrow, first-round draft pick at LSU, 25-34, 348, and two TDs. He plays with such a swagger, with such confidence. Um, Cincinnati's got a bright future. Jamar Chase, their first-round draft pick at LSU, five catches, 77 yards, two TDs. He had another TD that was for sure a, a, a This was the Bird Emanuel thing. I, I, I literally could have driven to the stadium and probably had a felony after that Bird Emanuel non-catch. That was a catch then, and Jamar's um, Chase's catch in the end zone. His hands are under the ball, guys. He caught the ball. It's a touchdown, right? And the Bengals win that game. So they took a touchdown from Jamar Chase. He had an excellent game. T. Higgins, another another terrific game. Um, to that team with Mixon and stuff, they have a terrific defense. I really, I know the 49ers won this game, and I'm sitting here talking about the Bengals, but I think the Bengals are a better team. I, I think the 49ers kind of a fluke win here. Um, I, I think Cincinnati has a bright future. Jacksonville and the Titans. Talk about a game that would make you want to watch baseball. Titans won 20 to nothing. Uh, Jacksonville didn't score. Fire Urban Meyer. Fire Urban Meyer. Trevor Lawrence, the can't-miss prospect, first overall pick out of Clemson, went 24-40, of 50% uh, basically for 221 yards at less than five yards per throw. He had four INTs. The running backs for Jacksonville rushed for a total of eight yards to support their quarterback. The roster, I went through the roster before I did the podcast just to see if I could recognize any players on this Jacksonville roster. My goodness. Uh, it might as well have been in Chinese. I don't know who these people are. Um, uh, it, it, I, I just don't understand how you could be so void of talent. Uh, Trevor, this offense, they're going to ruin this kid. If they don't fire Urban Meyer, launch that whole, that whole deal, and get on and get this kid a, a real offensive coordinator, they're going to ruin this kid. And it, it would be such a shame. Elijah Molden, the cornerback out of Washington, he was a third-round pick for the Titans. Um, he had uh, five tackles and three assists, and in the year he's got 33 solo tackles, which I mentioned that just because I thought that was solid numbers. Again, I told you, first-year corners, hardest job in the NFL to, to start um, as, as a corner in the NFL uh, as your rookie. So, so good for Elijah Molden. Getting back to this Jacksonville story, and I just thought it was so interesting. I want to talk about it. Um, basically, Urban Meyer had a, a meeting with his, his um, assistant coaches and then asked them to justify that they're winners because he's a winner. I want to I hear how you're a winner and what you've ever won uh, in your career. And my only thought to this is, who interviewed the guys, Urban? Wouldn't you know what their resumes are? And shouldn't you already know where they coached and what they won? You hired them. Or did you hire them? That guy has no idea what he's doing in the NFL. And his ego is a joke. My goodness. Speaking of jokes, uh, the Raiders uh, played the Kansas City Chiefs, lost 48-9. to The Raiders thought it was a good idea to go have our team meeting on the KC logo before the game. Lack of leadership, lack of coaching, that's just stupid. Don't know what else to say. Alex Leatherwood, the Raiders' uh, first-round draft pick out of Alabama, was moved to guard. He's played better at guard than he did at tackle. He was, um, he was absolutely terrible at tackle. Patrick Mahomes had his first two-TD game in over a month, if that tells you anything. The KC defense had three turnovers and one for a pick six, one for a TD. And I'm like, uh, that's the best I've ever seen the Kansas City defense play. The Raiders played completely uninspired uh, football, and they're just waiting for their new coach. On to the next game, the Saints and the Jets. Saints won 30-9. 
Uh, the Saints had lost five in a row before this game. Um, what better way to cure yourself than to play the Jets or the, uh, or the um, Jacksonville Jaguars? Uh, Saints um, basically had a strong winning game. Kamara came back for this game. He ran hard. Taysom Hill, the $93 million whatever he is, quarterback slash hybrid, uh, wildcat, tight end, running back, wide receiver, whatever you want to call this guy, he sucks. Um, anyway, uh, the Saints won 30-9 to, to, to nine over the Jets. The Jets, Zach Wilson, 19-42, of 42, 202 yards, no TDs. He's the first-round draft pick at BYU. He just looks listless out there. They played without Elijah Moore, uh, their star rookie receiver um, out of Ole Miss. So the Jets have no defense whatsoever. We're going to talk about the Jets in their offseason. They have three number one picks in the upcoming draft. I think they're going to uh, – three first-round draft picks. I think they're going to go defense, defense, and defense. So I'm looking forward to what Robert Sala does with that team. Uh, next game, Dallas 27, Washington 20, uh, Amika Parsons domination game. First-round draft pick linebacker out of Penn State. Had three tackles for loss, two sacks, a forced fumble for a TD, which was a difference in this game. He's got 57 tackles on the year, 12 sacks. I, I'm telling you, this guy's defensive player of the year. I know that everybody's talking about Miles Garrett. I get that Miles Garrett has the sack numbers. There's nobody that has a bigger impact on any play, any defense in this league other than Mika Parsons. He is the premier player at his position. I think right now he's the best defensive end, even though he plays linebacker. He's the best rushing defensive end in the NFL. I don't think anybody rushes the passer better than Mika Parsons. I've never seen a player play with the strength that he plays with at his size. Um, he's just a once-in-a-lifetime player. And, I, and I'm not a big Cowboy fan, as I think everybody that knows me knows this, but the Cowboys have done a great job assembling that defensive line talent. And I do not want to play Dallas again in the playoffs with that defensive line. It's playing at such a high level. Um, you know, not you know, Dak Prescott's not playing well. Their running game isn't playing well. So the the Dallas offense doesn't scare me right now. But that defense uh, is 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 pretty good. Again, Dallas wins twenty seven to twenty over Washington. Mika Parsons two sacks and a forced fumble for a TD. Falcons Panthers, a game that no one cares about. Falcons won twenty nine to twenty one. Kyle Pitts first round draft pick out of Florida, five catches, sixty one yards. Chuba Hubbard. Um, the um, Panthers, fourth-round pick out of Oklahoma State, 10 carries for 33 yards and a TD. Cam Newton, P.J. Walker um, combined for awful quarterbacking. Both had a pick and one return for a TD. Um, if you want to see something that's absolutely terrible, watch the P.J. Walker interception right before the half. Um, it looks – it's just one of the worst passes I've ever seen in the NFL. The Carolina Panthers, if Matt Rule can survive, they've got to figure out the quarterback position. But – we played them twice, so I'm kind of happy. I think we're going to roll this team. They got nothing to play for, and they have a bunch of terrible um, quarterbacks. So good for them. Thursday night game was the Vikings and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Vikings won 36 to 28. Basically, the story of this game was Dalvin Cook. He rushed for over 200 yards and two TDs. Pittsburgh's defense is playing so soft; it, it's unrecognizable. You, you just they. I'm used to the steel curtain. You're used to Pittsburgh under Mike Tomlin having a solid defensive line. And solid linebackers, yeah, this team just gets run over. Najee Harris, the first-round draft pick out of Alabama for the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers, had a terrific game, 20 carries, 94 yards, and a TD. Caught three passes for 10 yards and a TD. He played excellent in this game. Pat Fryermuth, who we've talked about, the tight end, they drafted in the second round, that the Steelers drafted in the second round out of Penn State. Two catches, 32 yards, and a TD. He's a terrific red zone threat. Um, Isaiah um, Loudermilk, the defensive end, he's a um, – 
Uh, he was a fifth-round pick of Wisconsin, had uh, two tackles for, for Pittsburgh. I mentioned him just because he's the only defensive player that I could find on the, on that line that can stop the run. I was watching it, and I was like, he plays the run well. Doesn't seem like anybody else does. Uh, and, you know, T.J. Watts, a, a sacking machine. Uh, I don't know how well he plays the run. I would have to break down his tape, but I didn't see him doing anything to stop the run. But this game, Vikings won 36-28. to There's nobody to talk about in the Vikings as far as rookies are concerned. But Dalvin Cook, who um, would have looked great in a Buccaneers uh, uniform instead of O.J. Howard, um, again, had 205 yards and two TDs. And he played in our backyard at Florida State. So uh, Browns and Ravens, Browns 24, Ravens 22. Lamar Jackson got hurt early in this game. Uh, Tyler Huntley out of Utah uh, came in for Lamar Jackson. Had, he completed 27 to 38 for 270 and a TD. Um, he didn't play terrible, but the story of this game was Miles Garrett. Uh, Miles Garrett, who a lot of people feel is Defensive Player of the Year, he had a strip sack for a touchdown in this game, which really was the difference in the game. Uh, Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver out of Minnesota, first-round draft pick of the Ravens, had seven catches for 103 yards. He's really coming on. I, I told you guys about uh, about two or three weeks in when I think he came off IR in the fourth week that he was going to be a terrific player and he's really really having a terrific rookie year. Jason Oway, the defensive end out of Penn State, he was the first round draft pick that didn't have a sack his last year in college. He had five tackles and a tackle for loss. He's got 31 tackles and five sacks in the year. I put him down in my notes because I think you know he's just played solid all year. Greg Newsom out of Northwestern. The first-round draft pick from the Browns, again, is, is a very physical player. He's playing well. Owusu-Koromora, uh, I think you guys have heard me talk about how great of a player he is. He was a linebacker out of Notre Dame. Should have gone high in the first round, went in the second round. Had five tickles and a quarterback hurry. Um, he is a difference maker in this Browns defense. Um, I, he, he might be, besides Garrett, their best player uh, on defense. So, um, congratulations to the Browns winning 24-22 uh, over the Ravens. Uh, so that basically concludes um, everything we have going on for this week. The Bucks have a Sunday night game against New Orleans. I hate New Orleans. Can't wait to just beat them up on our home field. And I, I'd like to stand out and um, help them onto the bus uh, when they leave and, you know, and tell them how much I appreciate um, all of their hard work and dedication to losing and being losers. I think it takes a lot to, to do that. So can't wait for that. Can't wait for Sean Payton. He's coming to Tampa. So this will be my best chance. So, Sean, look over your shoulder. And uh, thank you again for listening to, to, to Best in Class at Bill Curry. Coming from Bill Curry Ford Studios, please enjoy your Christmas. Please enjoy your holiday time with your family. And don't forget that the best time to buy a car in the entire year is that last week of the month. We're very excited about it. And don't forget your trade uh, turns another year. So it's never going to be worth more than right now. So please come and trade or let me buy your car. Uh, we would love to have the inventory and uh, come visit our world-class body shop, uh, service department, and uh, parts, whatever you need. I'll even detail your car. It doesn't matter. Come talk football with me. Um, hope you have a great ride home. Thanks, guys.